0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style from barangaroo studios
1: the Ozbiz cov is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance Welcome to the COB podcast from AusBiz. I'm Gem Acton, joined by Scutty, David Scutt. Well, what a finish to a week.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm having a red one that matches what the other uh, screen was. Uh, no, looking at it, uh, no, it was terrible today. So, no, index finished down over 3%, roughly in line with what we saw in Wall Street. Uh, so, pretty nasty. Unsurprising, it was led by those tech stocks, which are absolutely blitzed.
1: Yeah, I mean, extraordinary to look what happened to Afterpay in the last eight days. Uh, last Thursday, up at $93 and then retraced all the way back to mid 70s today.
2: Yeah, so it uh, gives you an example of uh, how quickly those stocks had run up and, uh, and stretched. And a few people have used the uh, analogy today of the, uh, of the rubber bands and it had just been pulled and pulled and pulled and all of a sudden the snapback occurred. Now, whether we're seeing the worst of it, uh, no one's really sure. We've uh, got uh, quite a big session coming up on Wall Street tonight, including the payroll report, which could be quite influential to what happens. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it going kick on. Uh, certainly, futures are down at the moment in the United States. Uh, to say that uh, no, it's a one-off, well, it may be, but uh, we all know how much these, uh, these stocks had run, particularly in the tech sector. I've written during the week about, you no, know, there was a number of warning signs out there that were flashing, no, no, that something was not quite right, uh, particularly in the likes of Tesla. Uh, not surprisingly, Tesla was absolutely smashed overnight. Um, obviously, it's been hit pretty hard the last few days. But uh, so many of those stocks were just parabolic moves and they never, ever end well. And uh, here's another example of that. Yeah,
1: it'll be fascinating to see how institutional uh, in, investors react to this really, because if you think, I think a lot of retail shareholders are pretty much maxed out. Uh, a lot of uh, extra money went into the market, uh, which wouldn't have gone in ordinarily, and uh, with not a lot else to spend it on, uh, I'm not sure how much more, more fuel they have in their tank. Whereas there's probably still quite a lot of cash left uh in institutions
2: yeah absolutely and uh that's the key thing i'm really interested to go and find out whether the uh the big instos want to go and uh, know, know, turn up the pain for, uh, know, for these people who have just done uh, newcomers to the rally uh and really go and test their resolve to go and hold these positions and uh, it's it's an obvious one to go and try and attempt uh i've dubbed it the uh, the anti Hood trade so no you know rob from the poor and give to the rich it could be a, a case where the institutions just go and absolutely smash uh this this stretch decision and uh We'll see what happens. Uh, overnight, no, obviously, but uh, no, such a key session coming up on Wall Street.
1: Yeah, and uh, that would that such a scenario would see a lot of uh, stimulus money go up in smoke, which would obviously not what anybody intended when these stimulus programs were put together. And uh, very worrying if that was to happen. Well, one stock today that did manage to buck the trend um, was Sky City. It's had a strong week. Yep. I remember talking about it yesterday morning when it was leading the ASX 200. It's up again today against, uh, against very tough conditions. There was not, not much green on my entire page. Uh, let's have a listen in to what Rudy Philippe van Dyke from FN Arena has to say about Sky City. The share price basically didn't go anywhere for six years. That gives you a little bit of an idea uh, about like um, how well as an investment this has been. Not. Um, I'm not a big fan. Um, I can see the attraction here that if we do get a vaccine or we do get a quicker recovery and opening up of economies, that this, this share price will rally yeah. on, on that expectation. But but beyond that, I think it's a big call to make that the, that six years of, of stagnant share price is, is going to change beyond right. the recovery that is from, from, from the current share price. Yeah. So I think there's, there's simply better, better options out there.
0: I think that uh, the company is putting on a fairly brave face in in light of circumstances that they can't control that are really bad for the business now New Zealand has actually done where they have um, most their biggest casino is Auckland so New Zealand has actually done really well in being able to control COVID and then keep things open so that's great for these guys but it's still a massive hit to them because tourism is so important to Uh, casinos and that is unlikely to open up in a big way to New Zealand for an unforeseeable amount of time. They've still managed to record a profit this year, they've started an online casino but there's a lot of competition in that space and that's just minuscule revenues, I think it's like 1% of the revenues they get from Auckland casino are now their online casino. So the way they talk about online stuff, it's good, they're showing how they want to adapt but it's also putting on a brave face because it's not going to make up the revenues that they may well lose as the world battles this very difficult situation.
1: And that was Claude Walker from A Rich Life. Both of our analysts stand on the call saying no thanks to Sky City uh, after what's been quite a bumper week for the stock.
2: Yeah, I reckon that should be uh, an initiating of a short trade in our long, short hypothetical fund. I'm still working with, uh, with Koshy to go and get that, uh, that hypothetical fund set up, but uh, yeah, maybe one to go and keep an eye on to go and sell, uh, given what our experts views are.
1: Fascinating day to start a short fund, actually. So uh. Why not? <laughs> uh, now, listen, i stepping away from the financial markets for a moment. It's been a tumultuous day uh, in Canberra. Uh, I use that, t- that town to represent the political system itself. Now these disagreements with the premiers have just got more and more fire into them in the recent months. I remember back to March when there was complete unity across the board um, and a lot of disgruntlement now over different border policies.
2: Yes. It's really, really troubling. Uh, Where do you go start with this one? Um, I'm incredibly disappointed with the behaviour of some of the other state uh, premiers. I know they're riding a big popularity boom by keeping their borders shut. But uh, realistically, I think it's on ill-informed information. No one is discounting that this is a very serious virus. We know it's serious. But the thing we also know here in New South Wales, how to go and deal with it. And uh, we've been going along now for, uh, for months and months and months with either no case or very, very few cases. Uh, we've been pretty much you know, getting back to normal, uh, doing the sensible things, washing our hands, keeping social distance in place, uh, no, all the kind of things that you can do. And we haven't seen a huge outbreak. And i talked to some of the people around the country who are sitting behind the other uh, closed borders, uh, getting government stimulus and the like, and they we, we want to go and keep the border shut. We like what we've got going on at the moment. It's just not a long-term solution. And look, to be honest, we don't get a vaccine at some point. I think it's, uh, no, we've got to go and come together as a nation. It has to happen at some time soon. No, talking like no Anastasia Palaszczuk, the Queensland Premier, no, few weeks back, saying that uh, Queensland hospitals are for Queenslanders. Like, come on, no, we're we're one nation. Um, So I I just think it's time to go and uh, and stop focusing on the uh, the virus case count. We know who the vulnerable groups are in the community. We know it should not get into our elderly care homes. We know what it does in there. Uh, But let's go and no. stop no snuff is enough and it's time to get back and uh, as one country allow some uh, some travel allow people to go in, uh, and visit family and friends uh, not trying to go and spread the virus uh, the focus should be now and not just uh, that case count it needs to be on things like uh, how many people have been impacted I uh, know how many people have lost their jobs how many businesses have shut. how many people are calling a uh, no lifeline and, and etc because that's what's going on right now around the country but they're not being documented Uh, I think if they were being documented, we'd have a very different discussion about what's going on with the borders.
1: Well, I've actually got some insight on that. We uh, spoke to the chair of Lifeline last night. He said that the average calls they receive is around two and a half thousand. At the moment, they're getting over three thousand. This is a day. Uh, What I hadn't realized is there's still many people suffering from the impact of the bushfires. So for anybody who wasn't directly impacted by that, that does seem uh, quite a distant memory, but many Mm. people are still living with the ramifications of that on a daily basis with the coronavirus uh, laid over the top. And um, certainly he did say that there has been a pick up in recent weeks, which he finds it hard to pinpoint what that's directly about, but things it could very well be related to the pullback in, in job keeper and job seeker that we're going to see in the coming few weeks. The only other thing I would add is that uh, I think we underestimate the extent to which people self-regulate. So Absolutely. if there's an immediate threat around us, I, I live in an area that did have um, a flashpoint a few weeks ago. And I just went, started going to a different supermarket for a couple of weeks. I, you know, I just altered my behavior slightly, didn't go to a bar or a restaurant, much more convenient for me to go in that hotspot area. But it, I wasn't gonna take that risk, I wasn't gonna put my, my friends, my family, my colleague at mm. that risk. Uh, so I think we do modify when the, when the danger is present and real. It's uh, just difficult for, for months on end to to be told what to do for, for many people.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's so, in- I'm just seeing that the human toll that it's now going, starting to go and take on people and people think it's fine, it's, it's, it's not. Uh, the one thing is like, you know, we're one nation, we rely upon each other, we have so many ties across the country. And to say like, no, you can't go and see these people, you can't go, no, no, you're sick, you can't go across the border. Like, where does it stop? How many people are going to go and die as a consequence of what's going on with these border closures? You no, know, that would not necessarily have actually occurred had they not been in place. And I think that's the things we need to start having a discussion of this country. Uh, it's not, uh, we're not trying to go and advocate for just you know, letting it rip and uh, no, being irresponsible, far from it. But uh, just to go and you know, be sensible. You know, the approach that New South Wales has taken has been excellent over the past few months. I know walking around at the moment, I don't see fear in the streets when it comes to you know, health aspects. Everyone's, as you said, is, is being sensible. Don't, uh, don't do things that are going to go and endanger yourself or your family or your loved ones just get on with it like it's time to go and become one nation again
1: yeah well certainly um from from us to you we're feeling very one nation a lot of um a lot of thoughts and sympathy for everyone in melbourne going through weeks on end of this and certainly any businesses who have been directly impacted by the ongoing uh Ongoing closures, and it feels awful to end on, on, a, on a miserable note. But it's been it's been quite a negative day. Can you think of anything positive to take us into the close, apart from looking forward to Maya results on Monday? No, oh, look, there's
2: there's plenty of positives out there. It's uh, it's the start of spring. Uh, I know that uh, not everyone can go and enjoy it at the moment. Hopefully, other people in Melbourne, uh, we saw a single a double digits today with uh, the COVID case count. That's coming in the right direction. Hopefully, before long, that'll be gone. Uh, we don't have to go and worry about it. And the Melbourneians can go and get out amongst it. But uh, the weather's improving, I know all of a sudden we start talking about cricket season, we've got footy finals coming up, so there's a lot of things out there at the moment to go and enjoy. So uh, not not to go and uh, be the the bearer of bad news and everything else, I think there's plenty of uh, things to go and look forward to. Uh,
1: Absolutely, and it is a Friday night, so I hope everybody um, manages to, to, even if it's a Zoom call, check in with some some friends or family and, and enjoy the couple of days that are ahead.
2: Well, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, going and doing it all again. Uh, Jim. as always, fantastic to go and catch up on Fridays and uh, enjoy your weekend too.
1: Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. And to all our listeners and our viewers, thank you for spending the week with us and we look forward to catching you again next week.